0: You see it. It.
1: hello and welcome to saving people queering things the supernatural podcast where i get to talk about my gay awakening courtesy of one particular
2: angel this week. <laughs> um, Today we are pulling up to season 4 with episode 10 Heaven and Hell.
1: I am Abigail, one of your hosts and my pronouns are they
0: them.
3: I'm Noah, my pronouns are he him.
0: I'm Elena, my pronouns are she they, and I'm Renny, my pronouns are she her.
3: Woohoo! Returning guest Star Renny. Yay, Renny. <laughs> Fan favorite Welcome
1: back again for your season 4 episode. Yes. <laughs> We're so happy to have one you. One per season. <laughs> We have to have you at least once per season.
3: At least. My question for y'all today is what would you do if you found out that you were secretly an angel deep undercover for who knows how long and everything you thought you knew about your life was a lie?
2: So what would I do before or after the mental breakdown?
3: <laughs> well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Let's, let's let's skip to after. So you have a mental let's breakdown. Skip to after. Okay. You have some outbursts. Get
2: some therapy. You've come to grips with the idea.
3: Yeah, you've come to terms.
2: I would fly everywhere. I would just I would just go on trips to everywhere in the world. I would just
0: be like, oh, I'm just gonna just going fly to Paris because bored. So does that mean you're you're finding your grace? Sure. Becoming an angel again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, she doesn't have that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so you would have to Find your grace and then turn your back on
0: humanity. <laughs>
2: oh, well, that makes me sound like a terrible person.
3: And heaven's <laughs> responsibilities and whatnot.
2: <laughs>
3: You're just going to do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay.
2: I don't know. That sounds like a good, a sounds good, plan. Like a great time.
1: Hey,
3: I can't blame you. That's probably what I'd do.
2: What would y'all do so that I, I don't sound as much like a terrible person? <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm right there with you. I, I don't know. It's a lot of responsibility.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, finding your grace
1: seems like, the way to go i feel like otherwise knowing all of stuff that you would know about being an angel but not having any of those abilities would be real rough Mm. i'm trying to think of what i would do see if it's this apocalyptic specifically apocalyptic scenario like if everything else in this is true if you're like actually in the place of anna I think you run far away. and uh-huh. You don't look back. You're <laughs> like, I guess what? I have a new identity now. I'm going to make good use of that and move I'm to go p- off to become London. a cottagecore lesbian. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that was. I'm going to do that.
0: That's what I do. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, I respect that.
0: <laughs> I actually think I would want to stay human. Yeah. I don't like the idea of I'm kind of with Anna in this episode of like it sucks to just be on the outside of everything all the time and be given orders and not know like why like I I wouldn't want to be like have to you know blindly follow orders and like yeah Mm. we're about free will on this podcast yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly but you're right it would suck to know everything about (laughs) angels and not have any powers and just be like stuck
1: be like, i'd be like can i have the powers back but also not work with heaven because they seem like giant dicks yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i should i should clarify i would not be i would get my powers back and then i would fuck off to do really? my own thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> across the globe when promptly gtfo <laughs> which does
1: seem kind of difficult to do once you have your grace because then they can probably find you mm-hmm. keeping so actually not taking your grace back like the better <laughs> the better They
3: could but find her But then you have
1: to listen to
2: Angel Radio all the time.
3: Yeah. And they still found her.
2: That's <laughs> Yeah.
3: So, you're right. Might as well be able to fight back. True. <laughs>
2: It's a good question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> With no good answers, uh, as evidenced by Anna in this episode.
3: Mm. see it. Now that you've met all your hosts, it's time to catch you up. If you haven't watched Supernatural recently, here's what you've missed on the road so far. First up, Elena is going to recap the season in general. Elena, are you ready? I have my notes. Fantastic.
2: That's all I'm going to say. I have my notes. We'll, we'll see where it goes, which ones I actually mentioned.
3: <laughs> you ready? Yes. Three, two, one.
2: Okay, so Dean comes back from hell and Sam is up to like really sketchy like power stuff with Ruby that he shouldn't be. Um, and they end up having like a consensual workplace relationship. And then they go back in time and then there's uh, stuff with angels. There's this guy named Cass who shows up and he is like, likes to stare at Dean a lot. And uh, Sam has his whole like, oh no, am I a monster? Cause, and he's not, but he is. And Dean gets ghostness and then they stop Sam Samhain and become teddy bear doctors. <laughs>
1: Well done. <laughs> I did that completely out of order.
3: It's good. It's good.
1: A great recap. Renny and I both did have to like I hold back our laughter at that consensual workplace
2: relationship joke. I had to do it. I had to. As I was oh, sitting no here jotting please. stuff down, I was like, wait, oh, I have goodness, to point this no out. when
1: and I, legit, know and I made that joke in our last episode, Elena, when <laughs> Not you were even. there no and i made that joke in that episode so
2: they had a consensual workplace relationship (laughs) good good for them (laughs) a consensual uh workplace relationship that was sustainably sourced (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the implications. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so now Renny is going to take us into the recap for this week's episode. Renny, are you
0: ready? I'm ready. All right, we count you in. Three, two, one, go. Sam and Dean are fighting Cass and Uriel for Anna. Pam comes and helps Anna remember that she's an angel and that she fell to earth and became human. Dean and Anna have a heart to heart. Sam finds Anna's grace and they go look for it, but it was taken. Both demons and angels are looking for Anna. Anna and Dean have another heart-to-heart and have sex. The gang, quote, give Anna up to make the demons and angels fight each other for her. Anna gets her grace back and becomes an angel. Dean finally tells Sam what happened in hell.
3: With time to spare. Freddie, I mean, why are your
0: summaries always so exemplary? <laughs> because I write them while I'm watching the episode.
3: <laughs> Fantastic. Every three minutes you hit pause and say, what happened there?
1: Yeah, I have. I have no notes, none. Yeah, thorough and expedient. Now that we're all caught up, let's uh, pick a few tracks to carry us on our journey into this episode. What is everyone's mixtape suggestions this week? So I I went with the
2: anytime there's like a really angsty episode, my brain just immediately goes, what's the Linkin Park song for this? (laughs) And this week I decided it was Numb Mm. (laughs) by (laughs) Linkin Park. Because that just, to me, very much embodies where Dean is That at the end of this episode. You know, become so tired, so much more aware. I'm becoming this. All I want to do is be more like me and less like you. Ugh. Hit yeah. me in the guts. That works.
3: Well, I definitely picked my song from Dean's feelings at the end of this episode, because how could you not? The emotional centerpiece. <laughs> I picked Woke Up In This Body by Arrested Youth, which is a little on the nose with uh, how Dean came back and the the main course is how i used to be a little kid then i just woke up in this body life used to be so simple before when i was you know i was a kid everything was simple and now here i am i have to find ways to walk towards the light by noon otherwise i lose focus it's a deep feeling for for dean this episode he went through oh, hell
2: literally and figuratively
1: that's a, yeah, yeah. That's, so, those are solid. This is not going to be a happy set of mixtape songs. No. And I'm going to add mine to the list. I'm going with Human by Daughter. Um, also for some similar reasons, the idea of, you know underneath the skin there's a human buried deep within there's a human despite everything oh. I feel human but I think I'm dying here that yeah oh sweet baby Dean, Dean but also Anna you know the the wrestling with what does it mean to be human yeah you get a human with all of the pain you experience as a human being the only way that you also get to experience anything good as a human and that sort of like tension for Anna and that tension that's also bringing up for Dean that we're going to talk about a bunch but that's uh, that's my rationale for that song
0: I I chose I will I went the Dean and Anna route rather than the Dean at the end of the episode route. And it's still a sad song, don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> it's uh Jealous by Labyrinth. The chorus is I wished you the best of all this world could give. And I told you when you left me, there's nothing to forgive. But I always thought you'd come back, tell me all you found was heartbreak and misery. It just reminded me of their conversation that they have like he's saying, like, I don't want to feel anything. That sounds really nice to be like numb and you know, not have to deal with anything. And she's like. Yeah, but free will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so their relationship. Good
3: stuff. Yeah, good picks all around.
0: Now that we've got our mixtape playing,
2: let's get this show on the road with today's episode, Heaven and Hell, through the theme of our favorite, Faith. We are going back to this theme. It's Uh, so exciting. i so excited.
1: I legitimately want to do this theme like every season because I think there's new stuff that gets added every season. And this is a good pick.
3: Very much so. Basically, it's at its essence challenging every aspect of Dean's Faith that he's been flouting the whole first three seasons now he's just okay not only are angels very real but they can they can have sex so like
2: That is such an interesting take, Noah. <laughs>
3: Sorry, he's come so far.
1: I had not thought about that specifically connecting to Dean's faith. But you know what? You know what? We're going
0: gonna
1: go from... him and Cass are having some interesting dynamics so far this season. And this is, you know, he's had a moment now where now he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think he can confirm that angels are very real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, someone good times. Into an actual another <laughs> thought from
1: there. I, I mean, I do I want to just point out the list that the list that Dean and Anna go back and forth on. In that conversation, I think the things that are in that list are all things that people, I think, often put faith in, in a lot of ways. Like, there, you know, there's loyalty, forgiveness, love, pain, chocolate cake, guilt, sex. Like, those are all of the things that get. Those are, that's the list. Which I think is so interesting because they're kind of catching everything of, like, Mm. both the, like, sensory, physical things that the humans are, like, drawn to. But also, you know, forgiveness Guilt and love and loyalty all of being in that list, you know. Yeah like the, some of the primary emotions that we have about other people and whether or not we can have faith in other people. Like, these are all things that we like make meaning in. And like, when I think about faith, so much of what I think about is like faith and meaning being really connected. Like what we have faith in is often where we
2: find our meaning and vice versa. And like a lot of these, these emotions that are being described at least are like, they're dependent on faith in a way. Like if you're going to forgive someone, it's because I feel like you would have faith in them. If you love someone, you have faith in them if you're in pain, it's because that faith has been betrayed in some way. Each of these can come back to that. Yeah. Guilt. Guilt is
1: often if you think that you haven't lived out, you know, someone has had faith in you or some, some
0: ideal and you haven't Mm -hmm. lived up to it. Like, I think there's connections there too. This conversation also struck me about Dean not having faith in humanity anymore. Mm -hmm. Like he's so dated and yeah pain and we don't know why yet during this conversation like we don't know the depth of it but yeah he's lost his faith in humanity and he's like you know why would you not why would you give up being powerful and perfect like he has this you know he's feeling really weak he's feeling really mm-hmm. messed up and like powerless
1: and, and uncertain yeah yeah he one of the things he says to Anna, he's talking about like, yeah, I think there's the the element of like security in, in how he's viewing the angel's faith in God. He's like, I think he at the beginning of that conversation, he still thinks that like angels are really confident in that faith, but they don't have any doubt. And then Anna is kind of explaining, she's going, you know, like we don't have choice. We only have obedience. We have to have faith, which we're killed if we don't have. And she talks about, you know, waiting on orders from an unknowable father I can't begin to understand. And that like, Uh. crux of that conversation for me Mm -hmm. of like, she is expressing that like faith in an unknowable father that she can't understand is like being forced to have that kind of faith isn't really faith at all. It's something else entirely. And and it's you know, the taking away of her faith and the taking away of her free will.
2: And that's why she makes the
0: choice to fall. Well, I think you already said it. It comes
2: down to a ob- that's obedience, is what that is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
0: without choice, like it's brainwashing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brainwashing, it's obligation. Yeah.
3: By design, faith without choice is not faith.
2: Oh, put that on the t shirt. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you. And I think it's interesting how that in that conversation, it gets contrasted with for Dean, like after Anna says that he goes, oh, he starts to laugh and goes like, oh, you know, I actually think I understand what you mean by that. And like Dean through the first three seasons has never expressed faith in in God, but he does know what it's like to have faith in like a father figure in John, in ha- to have faith in like their mission as hunters in like their lives having meaning because they like kill monsters. And Bobby. in Bobby and the last three seasons have been like things ripping his faith apart and kind of
2: going oh that's not worth having faith in like John let him down well I think he comes to realize that what he had in John was not so much faith as it was fear mm-hmm. but like somebody like Bobby and Sam like those are the people that he has genuine faith in those are the people that he believes in will always be there I think he hopes that John will be there but he doesn't always know that he will
1: well I think John is you know John is that unknowable father he can't begin to understand exactly mm-hmm. That's where I think he finds that connection with Anna of like they've both they've both had experiences of putting their faith in in an unknowable father and they've both been let down and they both had to choose other things to put their faith in and it sounds like Anna has put her faith in like humanity and like being human and in like free will and I think Dean is like you said Rennie trying to figure out what he can't even have faith in because he doesn't have much of that right now,
2: yeah, and it's sad to see because like he's always believed in people. That's like where
0: he usually puts his faith. and so for to, to see him have lost that is really sad. Mm-hmm. I they also both it struck me that both Dean and Anna have lost faith in themselves. She's talking about how she disobeyed, like, Lucifer. Like, she compares herself to Lucifer, which is, like, crazy for an angel to say that. So that really shows, like, the depth of, like, she doesn't like herself. I think she doesn't regret anything, but at the same time, she doesn't. I don't know. It's It just seemed to me like she didn't have faith in herself. And then obviously Jean doesn't have faith in himself either. He's like a wreck. Mm-hmm. And oh. yes, because of the last scene, which, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah.
1: And, you know, like the, you don't think to, you deserve to be saved. Ugh. That Every is time. tied into all of this. You know, Cass said that to Dean right when he raised him. That comes up again in this episode. And the, even look, you think about the final scene in this episode, that's where Dean's expressing why he doesn't think he deserves to be saved. Because he thinks mm-hmm. that the the actions that he's ta- he took to survive in hell mean that, you know, Sam shouldn't have faith in him anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: He doesn't feel he deserves that faith at this point.
1: <laughs> Noah, you obviously, we talked about this a little a little bit in the, our previous episode in 409, but. How how was this experience for you of watching this episode for the first time, finding out Anna was an angel, finding out like all we find out so much stuff in this episode?
3: Yeah. Okay. It was quite the reveal. She seemed so innocent and kind and sweet last episode. And then now coming in this one, learning she's insanely powerful and still very nice and innocent and kind. And but in a much different way, like choosing to be that as an angel and, and choosing to fall to earth is fascinating. And She's Castiel's boss.
2: Yeah.
1: That's
3: pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So a bit of a flex there.
2: Love that. I'm <laughs> yeah. curious
3: as to what her real name is, if Anna is actually what she calls herself, or I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see if we get more.
1: That's a good question, because Cass and Uriel call her Anna, but do they call her Anna because that's what like her mother called her when she was born? Or did like when she fell, like did something Grace-related make her parents go, like, we've got to call her Anna? Mm-hmm. Which happened to be here, like, Angelic name.
3: It could, in either way, totally believable, but yeah. they don't really mention it. I really liked seeing Pamela again. Yeah. Honestly, as soon as they mentioned they were in Bobby's house, but he wasn't there, I immediately typed in my notes Bobby's off with Pamela on a little vacation helping her adjust her new situation and all that Uh five minutes later they went to go see Pamela and I was like oh damn I typed in there's Pamela I guess Bobby's hiding upstairs what's going on
1: (laughs) Bobby Pamela truth in over here now (laughs) yep yeah, <laughs> I love that for you.
3: Sadly, not. I did really like Pamela's introduction as a daredevil esque figure, psychic <laughs> to love it, love it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. They, I really appreciate like how they handle Pamela and let her have like these complex set of feelings about like she you know she doesn't have faith in angels Mm -hmm. because they have screwed up her life because they've taken something from her and she is like no even if anna's different she's like i don't trust angels like and i like i
2: appreciate that's all right yeah
1: i feel appreciate that she follows her god on that one and that the also that the winchesters don't like nobody pressures her to like stick around and be helpful they're like nope fair enough They're not like, yeah. She's also just so good at her job. Like she's so good at what she does. Yeah. Yeah. When she's with Anna, like the compassion and the care she shows for Anna and like the way she, yeah. I love Pamela. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Me too. She's wonderful.
3: Powerful-ass character. I also liked Dean's line. When they're talking about getting her grace back, he's like, would he just take some heavenly bong rip and become Roma Downey? Which (laughs) confirms Dean smokes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well-established at this point. We are
2: also high-dean truthers.
1: (laughs) Got (laughs) it, got it. Oh, also on, you know, great lines in this episode, pretty buff for a nerd. (laughs) Gotta be one of my favorites in the whole show. So good. Mm -hmm. Say what we will say about Ruby, but like she's got, she is, she's got a wit Mm -hmm. that I really love. And I love that she's just like shamelessly flirting with Sam in front of everyone. (laughs)
3: Later on in the car when he's like demon and angel in the backseat. It's like set up to a bad joke. (laughs) Powerful. Again, they've come so far from fighting demons, small demons and whatnot, and not believing in angels to, hey, these are our hookups in the backseat. It's a demon and an (laughs) angel. Cool. Cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the four of them in the car is really a lot. Yeah, I, I wish we'd gotten more
2: time of that scene because I want, I, yeah. I feel like any time
0: on Supernatural that
2: there's a full car, you know it's a good scene. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually awkward
1: because usually at least one person doesn't want to be there. Um, In this case, I think that one person is probably... Sam? Sam. Yeah. sounds like, I actually kind of hate that this is happening right now. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. This is
3: my worst case scenario. Yeah,
1: because all Dean's going to do is make comments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And given
2: what Dean just found out last episode.
1: Mm. <laughs> uh, also, I do appreciate this is, I think, our first angel demon team up. Yeah. Ah, yes.
0: Together, That's dope. Which is fun. A little bit begrudgingly, but still doing it. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) And an
1: interesting thing lore wise, because it's the narrative is forcing people who should be on opposite sides to be working together. Because the Winchesters are choosing some other option, like the Winchesters are like, yeah, we don't really want to do what hell wants us to do, but we also don't really want to do what heaven wants us to do, because what heaven wants us to do also seems bad. We're gonna
3: find a middle path.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I remember the first time I watched this episode being like, it felt like the power escalation was really intense. It was like, oh god, like we really went from like, you know, a little demon on an airplane to the forces of, as the episode calls it, heaven and hell, literally duking it out in a barn.
3: Yeah.
1: I also think in terms of faith, it's interesting. They they choose to have faith in Ruby, mm. like collectively. Yeah. Specifically, like that's significant for Dean and for Anna, but for Dean's most significantly. You know, last episode, we saw him kind of begrudgingly ally himself with Ruby and like begrudgingly be like, I guess it's good that you managed to keep Sam alive while I was dead. And now he's just fully, they fully are putting their faith in her to like execute this plan and not sell them out to Alistair.
3: She gives him a hex bag. And he doesn't he doesn't check it or anything before he just trusts her and yeah. he has like a look of respect on his face. He's come a long way.
2: Noah, I'm curious where your thoughts are on Ruby and Ruby's motives at this okay, point. Okay, see,
3: see, both of y'all just did a face. So I don't know what you're talking about. I already said last episode that I'm still sus of Ruby, but Dean is letting his guard down. I'm I'm still suspicious. Don't
0: be suspicious. Don't <laughs> be suspicious. That is exactly what came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad (laughs) this episode
1: is just gonna be full of like topical references that will make no sense to anyone
2: in about four years
1: but yeah
3: right in the next year or two or right in that sweet spot
2: yeah yeah Yeah, people will be like why are they laughing about consensual workplace relationships I don't get it
1: (laughs) don't worry we'll link something in the episode description um if you don't know what that is what we're referring to (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah, what were you saying, Rin? Ruby, I was just saying, Ruby comes through, like, talking about if she's stressworthy or not. Like, who knows? But she comes through in this episode in a big she way. She really does. Which is impressive.
1: Yeah. And defies Alistair, who we know she's
2: terrified of. Yeah. Because, like, last episode, she was, like, advising. Right. <laughs> what was the, the note that you had in the document? Practically the Grand Inquisitor downstairs, Picasso with a razor. Mm. Like, ooh.
1: Yeah. Noah, that's also a big reveal in this episode is who Alistair actually is and how he knows Dean. Um, Hmm. Thoughts? Predictions? Feelings? (laughs) I
3: mean, he's just the big major face of Dean's trauma in hell. So if, if there's ever a physical representation for Dean to punch to get some frustrations out on, That's, that's the move. He needs to just go to town, get some, release some of these demons he's held back. You know, don't like Alistair. (laughs)
2: no I have No. no comment on that
1: not at all speaking of Alistair Alistair has a line that I wanted to talk about where he says to Cass like towards the end he says why don't you go run to daddy which is I think is really interesting because we got established by Anna that the angels have not met God that only four angels have met God why don't you go run to daddy is so interesting to me because Alistair is like taunting them like it makes me wonder if Alistair sort of also knows that the angels are not as close to God as maybe they like to
2: think. Using that as like a a means of psychological torture Mm. on them.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is doesn't have to do with anything, but I have a behind the scenes about that last scene. Oh, which is just that. I've just heard Jensen talk about filming it a few times and he talks about how he like lost it when they were filming that. Like he was crying for real and he like couldn't stop himself and the director had to like help him calm down so they could shoot it again. He had to like go on a walk like out of the set and like go walk around because he just like he was so emotional feeling that feeling Dean's emotions that it became his own emotions and he just like lost control of it and he talks about how like that's one of the only times in shooting the show that that happened is
3: in this scene yeah, it, he know that. gives his all in that scene oh my god
0: you can tell like it's so good yeah his crying is really
2: visceral in that scene and yeah. it's
1: messy like i think that's one of the reasons i that scene hits so hard Is like the crying and the emotion and you can feel like dean's struggle to get these this confession out to sam and i think that behind the scenes info makes it it makes sense, like in that. It feels so visceral.
3: It's the the lack of shame that he cries with at the end that really just sells the emotion of that whole scene.
2: And you can tell Sam doesn't really know what to say because what do you say? To but something you can like
3: see that? him react in the background. He keeps trying to figure out what to say, but he he can't, and it's phenomenal acting on his part as well it's so raw
1: I think they're just realizing the weight of uh, not that hell wasn't just the physical like torture for Dean but also was all of these other things because of the decisions
2: he was forced to make and yeah it was mental it was physical it was spiritual it was all across the board yeah
1: and I think this now we're finally understanding why Dean's having these flashbacks why he's so different now that he's been raised and why He's he's struggling so much with the concept that like the angels raised him for some heavenly God related purpose. Like it makes sense that he's struggling so much because the, you know, we know that like the way demons get made is by like souls tortured in hell eventually become demons, you know, given what Dean's been through. Now him being used for heaven is just you could see why he's not he's having a really believing that really well, yeah,
2: and because not even two episodes ago at the end he admitted to Sam, like, yeah, I remember it, but I'm not talking about it. He he made it very clear at the end of Wishful Thinking that he did not want to speak on his time he in can't. hell.
3: It's too painful for him.
2: And so for him to kind of for him to open up, I think, in that moment is extraordinarily brave of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of sense why he reacts that way. And it really, it breaks my heart to know that Jensen was like in that moment, really, really in that. He's such a, he's he's so Dean coded, it, it hurts.
1: He <laughs> really like implanted on that character mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that makes it feel so authentic, I think, because he's yeah. really tapped into that emotion through this whole yeah. episode too i think this whole episode yeah. taps into that i mean anna anna is
0: the one that says to him i know oh. what happened mm-hmm. and he says i can't talk about that in a really vulnerable way mm-hmm. as well
3: yeah she says you should forgive yourself for what you did down there <sighs>
1: And then she tells him, like, I know you can't talk about it, but when you're ready, yeah, there are people who want to help.
3: She knows she means Sam and Bobby. She's there (laughs) too, but like she knows that he's gonna go to Sam and Bobby.
1: It's not about her. And I like really love that in that moment she knows it's not her and she doesn't push for that. She goes, you know, you have people. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Which is a beautiful, I don't know, it's a really beautiful message in general. I remember watching this when I first watched Supernatural. I was not in a great mental or physical state myself. I was not in a very safe sort of environment. And that message of, you know, you have people that want to help when you're ready to talk, that message is a really powerful message. And it still feels like a really powerful needed message for those of us who watch this show who have gone through trauma or who have had to like make choices about how to survive
2: in impossible circumstances. I think that that message of you have people know that you're not going through any, any of what you're going through alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever
2: you're
3: ready.
1: Yeah. That too. But whenever you're ready, like when you're ready, you've got, you've got people
2: in your yeah, She g- She gives them that space.
3: All that lovely to say about Anna. She's great. But she does one thing in this episode that is
2: <laughs> <it's>
3: unforgivable.
2: <laughs> I know what we're going to talk about here. Okay, Noah, please tell me you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Not
3: only does she take Dean's interspecies rela- uh, virginity, <laughs> she takes that moment away from Cass. But now we know, yep. Dean Dean was kind of using it to play it out, see if angels could, and now he knows, now he can. Okay, but, but not only that, she kisses Dean in front of Cass just to <laughs> rub it in just, <laughs> just because she knew because Uriel knows Uriel knows that Cass has a weak spot and that weak spot is Dean so yes he,
1: he likes you not like he likes you like, not just like he's temp, he likes you
3: could they get any more clear could they?
1: insane <laughs> insane this is like Cass has been around for like it this has been it's barely oh. 2 months since barely. the events of Lazarus rising
3: and yeah he's head over heels
1: <laughs> no and then i somebody you know what you jumps did
3: jumps in and makes out with him right in front oh <laughs> the pain when he looks away
2: uh, the unforgivable moment with Anna for me is oh. that she puts her hand <laughs> that is Oh, hard. okay No. Yeah, no,
3: no. she can have sex
2: with him all she wants she can put her hands literally anywhere else on that boy's body (laughs) but that is cast
3: i will say
2: that shoulder belongs to castiel
1: the way they do that that shot too like the slow panning (laughs) over his shoulder and like you give her face you get her like kind of like almost cast like expression of like kind of the head
2: tilt and then you get it's just why that choice cast called dibs and i hate that it was disrespected
3: (laughs) it can't be a coincidence that that's how the handprint that the handprint perfectly lines up with the sex position he was planning ahead okay
2: (laughs) the implications that had never occurred to me (laughs)
3: because if you look at the handprint it lines up perfectly if you're right in front of the person i am
2: (laughs) i am unwell
3: does not does not work for a great carry pose it's a brand
1: It's okay. The thing is, I like, I really like the way they do Dean and Anna's relationship. I think it's really interesting. I think that they get to explore some themes that are really important for both Dean and for Anna and ultimately some themes that are really important for Cast. so like I have seen some people in the fandom be really nasty about Anna and I like want to fight them because I I think she's also this example to Cass like she is the prototype for an angel rebelling and like mm-hmm. hurting, yeah and falling for a human and like all specifically of specifically that things. human and, and you know I think that Anna and Dean does not negate Cass and Dean.
3: No, I I do very much enjoy Anna as a character and how she influences both Dean and Cass. But well, like without her, they wouldn't they wouldn't have they probably wouldn't have ended up in the same way because she gives them both confidence that it could be possible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anna, and, uh, and that, that's the other thing that I think that folks in the fandom who are very fixated on Dean and Cass, like don't get me wrong, like literally my username on TikTok is Dusty Elena. I am not saying that I don't ship those two, but. It's, it's a, it reads a little bit like by erasure because it's like, oh, well, Dean could never have had feelings for Anna. Like, Mm. yes, he could. And that was an entirely valid relationship in the window in which it took place in. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have those feelings for Cass and that he'll never have those feelings for Cass. Like, it's just, it's always read very weird to me when there's people who are like, I hate Anna. Like, I could get it if you're not a huge fan of her, but It just, it comes off as a little misogynistic and I'm not,
1: I don't enjoy it. Especially and like, I'll link a lot of the reasons people really love Cass, especially as we go along, is seeing how he wrestles through that, the concepts of like free will that he's already starting to question. And he's already expressed to Dean that he has questions. He has doubt. Well, people say all the time that like Cass
2: invented free will. Like, no. Uh, honey if we're gonna... Anna, Anna was there Anna ran so that Cass could fly and yeah. I just don't I don't appreciate the the Anna erasure
1: yeah I think that she is such an interesting look at an angel like if Cass learns is learning free will from Dean Anna learned it from herself like Anna, yeah Anna got there Anna created Anna, like, her Anna started that like mm-hmm. by just her own choices. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And I think also it's interesting in the narrative that they use Anna Anna's story to start to like unravel that. And even when you go like with some of the writing in the filming, Cass and Anna's arcs were supposed to be flipped. Like they're supposed to have some of each other's storylines. And part of the reason Cass ends up with some of the future storylines and some of the more explorations of those themes, which I'm trying to say in as, in as subtle a way as possible could have been but yeah. some of the the storylines that Cass ends up with are ones that we're going to be Anna's because Cass ended up being so compelling of a character to explore them with, mm. and I uh, I just think that's kind of cool props um, to
3: misha collins and jensen ackles for reading the script and deciding oh yeah clearly these two boys are in love clearly yep and that's how they act it every single time
2: <laughs> and this this episode also features my favorite example of the supernatural uh motif of the editors doing the lord's work because of the way that it cuts <laughs> to the past <laughs> when she kisses him like the, the somebody in that back. editing room knew what they were doing exactly
3: <laughs> they look away the dramatic oh, oh it's beautiful
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Top tier. Top tier. I also
1: would like to point out one this is my final note i would like to point out one line when anna says you know last night on earth as a way of uh hitting on dean and he says you're stealing my best line and i would just like noah to remember this moment <laughs> embedded in your brain no reason. no reason at all and that's it
3: just cuz it's okay
1: just cuz it's a good you know i just want you to remember that line for later remember it for science
3: ah yes research purposes of course
2: <laughs> no other reason whatsoever
3: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Okie dokie Next we can slide on Into our Going meta section Where we are tracking Lore Representation Behind the scenes Trivia And more Rep check w- What have we got This week guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean it's our Second episode in a row With a sex scene Inner
3: species sex scene No less
1: <laughs> Yes <laughs>
3: We had the dark side Now we got the light side
1: Which The, the filming of The way they do Both those scenes Is mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. They're sending Some signals <laughs> Yeah.
3: Sam chose a bed. Dean chose the impala.
1: <laughs> the positioning is I, I appreciate the positioning again. They don't
2: Dean's a bottom supremacy.
1: Yeah, it's they're they're not going with necessarily what the super heteronormative like expectation would be in terms of mm-hmm. Dean and Anna. Which is nice. It's
3: powerful.
2: Indeed. And we have like we have three named women that speak this episode. Like or, four. Four? Ruby, Anna, Ruby Pamela. Pamela. Oh, sorry. Yeah, three. Why was I thinking there was another one? Three. Yeah, and they're they're all kind of badasses in their own right, which is nice. But I don't think any of them ever talk to each other, do they?
3: Pamela talks to Anna.
2: Do they talk? Actually, That's I think we might
0: true. pass the Bechdel today. Do we? I
3: think so because they go in and. The,
0: if we count the um. Well, but hypnotism as a conversation. <laughs>
1: I think they yeah 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 it's like a tentative pass (laughs) do they talk outside of her hypnotizing her? when
3: she wakes up I think
1: very briefly when she's like getting introduced and like walking away with Anna Mm.
3: off screen they talk I don't think so no. no, it's
2: pretty, it's a shaky pass. Yeah. We did. We talked a little bit about some of these elements already. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely got into relationship dynamics during our main discussion, I feel. Yeah, we, I had, we went pretty deep. <laughs>
0: <different. laughs> in my <line> notes <laughs> for this. Also that one.
1: Oh yeah. Do, do you want to yeah, let's that? talk about that because I think it's interesting. <laughs>
0: it's, terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's so bad. It's the beginning of a bad trend. <laughs> yeah. So Dean says to Uriel, I believe. Yeah, it's Uriel. Um, that he is quote, junkless like a Ken doll. Oh, I hate that. I hate it when they say that. I hate that so much. It just, it, It's a visceral (laughs) cringe every time. Um, But I thought we should talk about it.
1: The idea that, well, A, angels are in vessels. We've got that established. So that's not just not true. And the idea that like angels are not, like I think it's sort of being used as shorthand for like angels aren't interested in sex. But that is, why would they be like, it's just, it's just also- It's unnecessary. Unnecessary and emasculate. It's meant to be emasculating in a way that's really gross.
3: With this creature that's immensely powerful. And I go, okay. Chill. Chill. Like, I don't
2: think he can smite entire towns. I don't think hookups are what he's worried about. Just doesn't
0: seem like even a thing. Yeah. And obviously, like, even the implication that, like, not being interested in sex is a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why? (laughs)
1: yeah exactly exactly that's where
2: the obnoxious heteronormativity of some of the supernatural writers really shows its ugly head is when Mm. they mention shit like that
1: and unfortunately this this very specific joke is going to come back it's going to be a recurring way of like certain characters, uh, not just Dean, other characters as well, like referring to
2: angels. And unfortunately, not even just characters, but the uh, the cast has used this phrase in uh, some God. certain interviews yeah. that have been really really gross
1: and been what? very frankly quite homophobic as well it's been a, it's yeah used as an excuse for homophobia to be like well you know in the show like angels don't have dicks and you're like that's a, literally not how any of that's true and be also kind of homophobic But i mean if, it, if you're using that as an, an argument for like them not wanting relationships or not being sexual beings in any way like that
2: yeah <laughs> i i too i i I have a very visceral reaction every time they say that. Cause I'm like, this is just uncalled for. Mm-hmm. At every level,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's disappointing. You're like, seriously, we're stooping to that level here. Like, why? What's? Th- it's not necessary, especially
1: because it's coming from Dean.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, it's always frustrating when you get those like characterizations
2: that that don't feel like they fit with everything else about who the character is. They just how... they come
0: across as really jarring. Yeah, because I think like that's originally how they wrote Dean is very like kind of a misogynistic guy. Mm-hmm. and kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that Jensen played him with like more complexity than that yeah, changed the writing. Yeah. And so, but every now and then we still see these gross signs of it where they're like that's the like stereotype of type of person that he's that the character's written to be I don't know
1: this, that like, sense this like growy like ultra like quote unquote masculine dude that's like you know obsessed with like one-upping other dudes and like mm-hmm. sex and objectification and all of those things and like mm-hmm. they when they lean back into that for lines like this it just it doesn't work with the rest of the way Jensen plays the character mm-hmm. and so it's really frustrating to
2: see it's also really funny to me too because they're like oh dean is the quintessential macho manly manly man 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 like and that's like how they try to paint him but literally he's named after a bisexual person not like in canon but like eric kripke named him after the character from on the road who is bisexual so it's like Sir.
1: And also in canon, he's named after his grandmother. Yeah.
2: So it's like (laughs) whether you're in canon or out of canon, this characterization does not work for your boy. Like met in on both, yeah, to textual level and the meta
1: level, like this this sort of attitude is weird. Other things the show is doing, and it's gross that they do these throwaway lines, and they're supposed to be comedy, and I think that's what frustrates me is like they're mm-hmm. they're supposed, yeah. to, supposed to be like this comedic, and it's supposed to be this weird. I'm like, you know, we have plenty of reasons to be mad at Uriel right now. Mm. Yeah, we don't. Need we more. don't need to like it, it feel. It comes across the same way. I mean, it because it is the same way. Like any joke about appearance comes across mm. as yeah. As you're like I, you know, I don't care. If someone is a jerk, you don't, like, if someone's a jerk, you can just, like, call them out on being a jerk. Um, If your way of calling them out from being a jerk is, like, making fun of their appearance, like, guess what? You're just also now a jerk. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how this one reads, is they couldn't come up with a better insult. And, yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: It's obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Unnecessary.
2: Noah, you said you had a, a point you wanted to make for lore. Curious what that was.
3: So get this. I was looking into the lore for this episode and I thought it was very interesting that uh, four angels have seen the face of God. Only four in the course of history is baffling. Comes back to the question I had last episode with Abigail about how many angels there are in existence. (laughs) Ah. Because if there's 600 seals, like what, if there's clearly can't be 600 of them, otherwise they could just guard all 600 seals. Like whatever. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) we we went over that. But only four of them have been important enough to be able to see God. And from my upbringing in Christianity social <laughs> Sunday School, Michael and Gabriel are like the two main highest angels, right? So those two make sense that they would have been able to see god's face i would say lucifer is the third one because yeah. he was yeah, one fell. of the top angels before he fell
1: based on that are you yeah
3: uriel is another one that would be on like the list but they already stated it wasn't him so i have no idea who the fourth is but do they ever clarify that
1: yes yeah is yes. all we can say is there yeah. will that is a, a lore fact that is consistent with future canon
3: because I I also know for a fact that God shows up in the show, and so more people see His face. So it's going to be a <laughs> yeah, lot up more. At it. this
1: point, but at this, at this point, it's four, and we will eventually get information about which four,
2: why that is the case.
1: Are those
3: three accurate?
2: We can't confirm nor deny <sighs> the accuracy of your prediction. But uh, but yeah, you you I will,
1: we, there will be answers, and it will be significant to the storyline. So it's it's a uh,
2: yeah, this is a lore yeah. drop. It's a, a good one. Your your questions will not go unanswered,
3: we promise. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Other things relating to lore, we already went over, you know, angel and human sexual relations, possible. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we don't need to dive it's, back I into mean, that.
1: We also know that angels are in vessels, which, I mean, it's the same thing with demons. It's yeah. like, yeah, the, we don't know if, like, angel and human sex is possible when and an angel's- raw form. We, we can assume that probably not, because if you look at an <laughs> Burnout. <laughs> so, like most, yeah, and if you can. hear
2: them talking, your ears bleed and glass breaks. That just doesn't sound like a, a good night. No, at
1: all.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: but when an angel is contained by a human vessel,
3: <laughs> totally. <boy. laughs>
1: yeah, she doesn't what? have the grace. So the question that we still do have the outstanding oh, question:
2: um, an angel with the grace when the agent when the angels are travel-sized for your convenience. <laughs> <laughs> Fun size, fun size, yes, fun size angels.
1: Comparatively, that actually works. Yeah, fun size. I keep wanting to say
2: the quote about it, and I know, I know that you two know which quote I'm talking about. (laughs) about the the size of angels (laughs)
1: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) but you can't say it (laughs) because
1: nothing else that hasn't come up in recent episodes we we got a little bit more information that like heaven works like battalions and things like that garrisons and and whatnot yeah like we kind of we're getting a military vibe from heaven even more so based on this episode we already kind of had that in 407 but that about does it for lore, and we've already talked about some behind the scenes stuff, but there's a couple of fun pop culture things. This episode is named after a Black Sabbath song, oh, which is fun. Bad,
3: Black Sabbath you mentioned the Roma Downey one earlier with the bong rip,
1: yeah, yeah, oh, yes. And my favorite episode, uh, my favorite reference of this episode, which um is when Ruby is talking about how heaven wants Anna and they're like, and she's like, you know, hell just wants her flesh and blood angel sister. You're the Stanley cup, which <laughs> is
2: like a hockey
1: reference in supernatural.
2: What a time to be alive. <laughs>
1: it's, very, it's funny. Cause I, I, okay. So I was on, um, driver picks the podcast, which is like our sister podcast with Jamie and Beth for this episode. And neither of them, they're Australian. And so neither of them, like the Stanley cup is not really well known as a, a sports what? thing there because hockey is really? uh, very mo- much more of a North American European thing um, not that hockey doesn't exist in Australia but just yeah we had a very fun conversation about the fact that this reference is is very specific and like for like one of the yeah
3: I bet there's a lot of references that are American and North American culture that they don't get but that one oh, a lot of Americans might not get because they're not as big hockey fans as Canadians oh, so- and yeah
2: the stanley cup is Ooh, if you're a, from the u.s and, a lot of down here. Americans who don't and that's surprising
1: to me because i don't i don't care well, at all hockey about town. hockey you're in a hockey city elena yeah oh that's in true China
2: city with a we have gritty <laughs> 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 that's all i that's all my knowledge of hockey ends at gritty <laughs>
1: I just needed to point it out because as the resident Canadian host on this show that whenever they make a very Canadian sort of reference, I think it's really fun. And I find it really funny that Ruby of all the sports trophies goes with Stanley cup.
2: (laughs) Okay. Sure. I wonder if that was like an improv line or if that was like a, the writer of this episode is really into hockey. Like, I want to know where that came from.
1: So Sarah Gamble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh no sorry Kripke Kripke this one's not Sarah Gamble Sarah Gamble was the last episode Kripke wrote this one? Kripke wrote this one Ooh. and Kripke and Trevor Sands wrote this one Kripke hi so uh, yeah anyway I like that reference it's funny it's a good one <laughs> I would be my Canadian card would get taken away if I didn't mention it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Are> you Canadian <kidding? laughs> card I missed it completely. so uh, I That's- lost mine.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <Ryan. laughs> uh, it's okay. It's the one sports thing that I know things about. <laughs> the one sport <laughs> that I can be like, I know that what that means. Whenever there are sports references in supernatural in general, I I usually miss them. So anyone else have <laughs> pop culture or
2: other things they? And so now as we bring this episode to a close, it is time for our blessings. And I'm really curious to hear who everybody's got for this week. Can
1: I bless Anna? Yes, you can. Um, most people can bless Anna. But I realized I didn't talk about how Anna, when I first watched this episode in my young years, I was like, wow, i um, I might not be straight. And this was a was a key moment in my discovery of that fact was last episode and this episode. What are you four, doing? Four times
3: you've mentioned how how hot Anna is.
1: <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked about it that much. But I know he's...
3: it's only four. And so I've only talked
1: time. about it four times. Um Anna's really hot. Um that's not really a blessing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can turn this into <laughs> the blessing. See, the blessing is Anna. Anna the blessing is, is the blessing. Anna is the blessing that you know. Thank you for helping me realize that thing about myself. Blessing for that. I'm gonna let someone else take the real blessings of Wait, this. Episode. We gotta shout out
3: who plays Anna.
1: Julie, <laughs> Julie. McGivan. Yes. Yeah,
3: you gotta McIvan. shout
1: her. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Uh, someone else go, please.
3: (laughs) Well, my blessing is going to be for Cass because (laughs) my boy got it rough this episode, and he's just trying to be happy and figure out what that means for him. And he he just got some hope, but in the face of that hope, he got a lot of hurt. So I wish him all the best going forward and strength with Cass.
2: Love that. I'm I'm gonna bless Dean because it's the most heartbreaking scene. Like I just. Every time I think about that scene at the end of this one, I just feel a little piece of my soul break off and drift into the abyss because it's just so sad. And it's just going to be like, even though I know what happens whenever I get to this point in like a rewatch, it always hits me so hard that like Dean really doesn't think he's redeemable anymore. And he had such a low opinion of himself before his trip to hell. And so to have had that happen to him and then come back and have to wrestle with all of this, I would not wish that on anyone let alone my very favorite character in fiction Yeah, so Mm. blessing for dean
0: um i will bless anna also (laughs) (laughs) i love that i agree that she's hot (laughs) so that's part of it um (laughs) she brings some good uh visuals to the show (laughs) but also for her bravery in choosing humanity like initially i think is really cool for kind of introducing the idea of free will for how she is like supportive to dean and and like what we're talking about like gives him that space to be not okay and yeah yeah, just like the i think she's really key a really key character in the show and i just really appreciate what she brings for dean and for Cass and for sam too her impact is very long-lasting yeah Mm -hmm. exactly
1: well, that is all we have for you today for this episode. So, thank you all for being here and listening to us talk about this. Um, thank you, Rennie, for being here again as our guest. Yeah,
3: thank- thanks for coming Ooh. back. It was so thank much you. fun.
1: It's always fun. Always a love blast. having
3: you. Come back anytime. Hey,
1: I will. <laughs> You can make sure you are subscribed to Saving People Queering Things wherever you listen
2: to podcasts.
3: You can find links to all of our social media and join our Discord server through our website, QueeringThingsPodcast.com.
2: Be sure to ride along with us next week as we discover
0: episode 11, Family Remains, through the theme of temptation. Thank you all for coming along for the ride, and we wish you a peaceful road until we meet again.